0: Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with Brett Ramsey from Artisan Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we help retirees as well as those who are considering retirement overcome generic wealth management advice that limits your future. We do this by handcrafting customized financial strategies centered on your unique lifestyle. Jump on board for this journey, where we delve into strategies that can help make your money outlast you, as Brett draws from years of experience with guest experts to eliminate cookie-cutter saving strategies.
1: Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with your host, Brett Ramsey, where we talk about what you want in retirement and how to make it happen. I'm Wendy McConnell. Well, Brett, I think you're gonna be proud of me. I did something that we talked about last time. I saw Top Gun Maverick. Oh, nice. Yes, I did. I don't think that I I did not perceive it as much as the men did, I think. That all of the the flying and the you know, all of the tricks in the air, you know, that's what made it so special for you guys. Am I right?
2: Oh no, it was the love story it was the love story it was all about the love story you know i'm just kidding
1: yeah
2: uh, uh no the, what does make that movie i think very exciting is um the one is the idea i think all i think almost all people that i know are, are drawn to this idea of a common cause like when can we actually like go against quote unquote the bad guy and be the good guy and and go and try to you know save the world. Right. So that, that, that theme I think is just a, is a good one. And, and what's been very difficult over the last several years, really several decades is we haven't had quote unquote, a great enemy. We've had all these kind of invisible enemies that we've been competing against. So all the terrorist cells and all these things, I think it's very hard for people to who's the bad guy. Now you don't really know. And so in a movie like this, I I think it was actually really nice. And part of the reason why so many people were drawn to it is that we're back to this. There's this bad guy. We don't name him. We don't call it a country just a bad guy and they're going to do mm-hmm. bad things and we got to go stop them and yeah, I, I think i think that concept actually has been difficult with all the superhero movies and who's good who's bad what do they look like i think that does simplify things for us a little bit and then obviously all the uh the plane Tricks and all the stuff, uh, I think certainly adds to it.
1: I did like when he stole the military plane without yeah. anybody knowing.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, come on, that's why his name's Maverick, right? And so, I mean, it wasn't by accident that was his call sign. He was he was known for that. He was not Iceman. He was a Maverick.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, um, my nickname was Iceman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, we're going to stop there. I think it's It's the blonde
2: hair. You can't see that here in a podcast. And (laughs) now it's gray, but it used to be blonde.
1: So we're going to talk a little bit about the client experience today. So tell us about um, what should clients expect when they contact Artisan Wealth Strategies?
2: Well, one uh, is to be welcomed. I mean, one of the things that we believe is really important at Artisan is our relationship with our clients. And so we want to have a welcoming environment, um, uh, much like when you're having family or guests over to your house. We want people to feel welcomed in um, and and that there's a warmth to that uh, interaction and that relationship. So the first thing that happens is is that we want to provide that opportunity to get to know them. So we are not here to try to sell people things, right? We're trying to here to help people along their journey and to make sure that their resources are aligned well and, and coach them and guide them through that process. So we want to welcome them in. We want them to feel comfortable. We want to provide them then uh, with a series of steps. And typically those steps take about three three processes that we go through that first initial meeting is we just like to really meet them and and really get to know them. And so I've I've developed a a little questionnaire process that I go through. We call it the personal retirement review. And it's broken into three parts. And and really part one is the one we spend the most time on um, because that's where we're going to learn about their current circumstances, their family, um, where they live, where they come from, what their background is, what their experience of their family has been like in regards to how they've aged, um, how they, how their parents or grandparents experienced this stage of life. Um, and then really get to understand like, what is it that you do when you're not working? You know, we've talked a little bit, I think about this in, in, in past episodes is, you know, we work 40 to 50 hours a week. So when all of a sudden we start transitioning into retirement, what are we going to do with that time? And I find that to be the most challenging question that people have to answer is because most of them are like, they just pause. And they're like, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I go, okay. And then I wait. (laughs) And that silence is deafening sometimes because they're like, uh, what are you waiting for? I'm like, can't really move forward until I know what it is that you want to do with your time. time So tell me, yeah, tell me what it is that you're excited about. What are you interested in when you're not working? What do you do for fun? And that's a little quick question that I've learned that just throws people off. I'm like, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? and they go um are we allowed to tell him this? <laughs> I'm like yeah because um you know one of the things that we really have to understand is is what what excites you? What are you dreaming about? What are you trying to do? Um I use this phrase all the time when I'm co- I'm coaching is I want people running towards things not away from them, right? I want them it to be aspirational, inspirational, something that we're trying to grasp and move forward. I find that to be a lot more motivating than running away from things, things that we don't like. And sometimes at this stage of our life, our clients, to be frank, are, are running away from bad job situations or career change and things that are happening to them because their career or company or job is changing. But if we can get them running towards things because we understand what really motivates them, what excites them, what fires them up about life, what makes them roll out of bed, put two feet on the ground and get rolling, like how do we tap into that? Um, Because then once we know that, quite frankly, the next two sections of information are just a whole lot faster that we do have to do what I call the math of this job, right? We have to understand the numbers. And so the next part of information that we gather is we try to understand I hate using fancy words. We try to understand cash flow, and all that means is we got to figure out what money's coming in and what money's going out. I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to evaluate. All I'm trying to do is get an understanding of how do you handle your monthly, daily, weekly finances. How does money flow? And and once I understand that, then I start to look at okay, what money would come in if you were not working. Okay, and that's where we look at pensions. Uh, social security projections? Do you have any passive income coming in from rental properties? Whatever it might be, you're going to have coming in the door when you're not working that 40 to 50 hours a week anymore. And then that'll usually help us understand what I call the gap, right? Which is how far of a bridge do we have to build from where we are, where a comfortable lifestyle looks like, and what we really want to accomplish in retirement. So from there, we then look at what I call that third and final page, which is the assets page, where we look at what do you have? What are the tools and the resources that you have available to you? And so we'll go through all the different kinds of accounts. And I draw this little diagram. I call it the nine box. It's somewhat famous in our office because I draw it so often. It's just a big giant tic-tac-toe board. And uh, in there, though, the middle section is what what we're focusing on, which is where your money is located. And the where is only three places. It's either in taxable accounts, tax-deferred accounts, or tax-free accounts. And we need to know that. And once we accumulate that, we look at some risk uh, management tools that you might have, what your current insurance uh, situation is, both health insurance, life insurance, uh, every really all risk uh, comes into play. But from there, once we have collected that information and I know a little bit about you, now I can actually start to do job one, which is build what we call your retirement income model or your retirement income plan. And so that's kind of step one. And then from there is is where things progress. And we start to say, okay, what's that? How does this look? Are you excited about this? Not excited about this? And that process really helps us figure out the next steps.
1: Now, so would you say that you're a little bit of a personal growth coach as well, since you have to get them to start thinking about what they do? want to do next? Because I think it's, it's very important to point out that you said a lot of people are just running away from something. They want to just stop working, but they're not thinking about where they're going.
2: Yeah, it's actually awesome. That's where my sports background comes into play a lot, right? So one of the things that I talk about is that we spend a whole lot more time practicing than we do playing when we're an athlete, right? In fact, all the research suggests it needs to be three to one. And what happens is, what I try to tell people is, okay, so you've lived life and let's say you're 60-ish, okay? And your life expectancy, right, wrong, or indifferent, we can do some other analysis, which we'll talk about on different episodes, but we can kind of project what the, the life expectancy, what your longevity looks like. So let's say we've got another 20 plus years. So we have spent three, you know, what I call three quarters of our life so far getting to here. And, but we've still got another quarter of life or more to go. So have you practiced? What's this next quarter going to look like? Do you know what this game looks like for you? Do you know what it's like? And have you practiced it at all? And what I mean by that is that if you have an expectation of these are the activities I'm going to start to fill my time with, and you don't do them now, and you are not good at them, or you don't enjoy them, or you don't know who you do them with, why do you think tomorrow, if you quit your job, you're going to magically start liking this stuff? Okay. And I joke is i practiced retirement about 10 years ago, I had a summer where I had an opportunity to kind of uh, see what life would look like in the future. And I spent the summer playing a lot of golf. I played over 70 rounds of golf in, in one summer, which is a massive number for me. I'd never probably played more than 10 before that. And I got to showing up at the club and meeting people and doing this stuff. And, and my takeaway at the end of that was that I didn't really want to play golf every day it wasn't that enjoyable for me. I enjoyed some golf, but I didn't enjoy daily golf. So if I thought going to the club every day and playing golf was going to be my retirement, that was not going to be very fulfilling for me. So that's now I know that. And so that's what I mean by practice. Like, let's try to put those things into our life before we stop working. Because once I know that now I can actually build a model of what does it cost to live that life that you're going to enjoy? Because I've never met anyone, anybody, anytime when I ask them, what is it that you would like to do when you stop working? That gives me an answer that is, oh, I just want to sit around on my front porch in a rocking chair. Nobody wants that. that I've that's what met. most
1: people do after work and in between work now.
2: <laughs> yes. Difficult, you know? Yeah. And 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 that's why I said is like, you're going to get bored in that rocking chair because now you can't do that eight to 10 hours a day. Uh, nobody can. And um, what, what's going to fill the rest of that time? So yeah, life coach. I mean, like, I don't know if I would use that word per se, but really what I am trying to do is help them clarify their vision. And so to me, it's more of an exercise of, of, of understanding and projecting into the future. And then helping them practice that and find that passion that they have.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the services that you provide.
2: Yeah, well, that, that first service is, is what we call, we've broken our service model into three parts. So the first thing is we call foundational. Everyone that comes in the door is going to get this first foundational process. And I really described step one of that. Step two is that mathematical model where I actually create, we call it Retirement Income Conductor. It's a software package that we use to help project into the future. And uh, what we do is a very unique time-based planning system. Okay, We have found that people can think in terms of years and time better than they can think in terms of total money. So we break their retirement into typically five-year increments. And we think about them five years at a time. And how much money would you need in each five-year chunk? So now we don't make the portfolio this massive thing. We break it into something we think that the brain can kind of comprehend and understand better. That's foundational planning to us. We've got to get to that level of a model to move forward. From there, we're going to typically look at two other items. One thing that we're going to do in that first piece is we're going to try to figure out kind of like, what are those other income sources, which is typically a social security analysis for most people. And potentially some of our clients still have pension elections. So we got to figure out when and where would we take our pension? When and where would we take our social security? And that whole part is kind of foundational. The next level of service that we move up to is more of what we call, how do we flourish? How do we, once we have a good foundation, just think about building a house, right? <laughs> how do once I have a good foundation, how do I flourish? How do I move to that next phase? And there's two key pieces of, of additional work that we do in the flourish phase with our clients. First is, I, I kind of touched on it briefly before. We do what's called a halo analysis. It's a health and longevity optimizer. So it's a survey system that allows you to look at your life how your family medical history and all these things come in. You don't have to go get doctor's reports or draw blood or something, but it's it's a questionnaire. It's about 30 questions. It does take a little while to answer because you need to really think about some of these things and, and examine your past behaviors and also family conditions. But from there, it's an excellent predictor of your future life in terms of your health. And what we're really focused on there is, is longevity. How long do you expect to live? but also what's the quality of life as you age, because we also know what health costs may be associated with those things. So this system ties into a national level database and compares you to other people that have answered those questions in the same way that you have and looks at their actual experiences. How much did it cost them in healthcare? How long did they live? Once we know that, um, that helps plug into all these other decisions that we've talked about, but it also gives people recommendations on maybe some adjustments to their lifestyle that might help reduce their, um, healthcare costs as they age and also increase the quality of their life as they age. And we think that that's a massive thing. That's something I personally am working on is how do I age well, right? How do I, is there an example of that? Yeah. So typically we'll, we'll have certain things that we do in our life and and it might be, um, uh, certain habits. Uh, some of them we know, for example, if we uh, are smokers, right. We know that Changing that has a very tangible impact. Some of it is how active are we? How frequently do we get out and have activity in our life? And what kind of activity is it, right? And we know that the more active that we can be to a point, quite frankly, the improved quality of our life. Some of them are also like nutritional based in habits around, quite frankly, alcohol consumption and how we eat, right? So you have to be pretty honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm a declared meat and breaditarian. I do not have the healthiest of, of, of nutrition habits. I really don't like green vegetables and uh, I don't really encourage them in my house. So um, <laughs> one of the things that I'm working on is, uh, is I've taken this another step in my own personal journey. We're not doing this with our clients yet, but I'm trying to figure out at, through blood analysis, what are the changes that I need to make in my nutritional habits, right? To improve the likelihood that I won't have a stroke, that I won't have heart disease, that I won't have all of these things that shorten my life. And quite frankly, increase the cost of care as I age. Mm. Um, because there is a money part to this deal, right? So, um, and we're here for, you know, handcrafting your retirement. And if we're going to be confident in retirement, we got to have a handle on what our expected costs of healthcare are and how we're going to pay for them. So that's what we mean by flourish. We want you to flourish. We want you to have an amazing life quality. Now, sometimes there are circumstances in your genetics that may prevent certain things or may make you more predisposed to other things. But if we know those things, By looking at the information, maybe we can start to put a plan together, once again, to reduce the severity of certain types of illnesses or reduce the um, impact that that's going to have on the quality of our life. So, you know, we're not doctors, we're not trying to be, but what we are trying to help our clients understand is if you'll take the time to honestly assess where you are, that gives us a good projection and prediction on life expectancy and cost of care as we age. And those two things are crucial. For us to building you a financial plan, because if we're going to build a financial plan out to an 89 or 90, but because of your genetic and lifestyle choices, your life expectancy is 75, that probably isn't a very good plan. And we just Better. had that happen recently. I had a gentleman and we start with our foundational plan and he looks at it and he goes, I can see this grimace on his face. And I'd only checked two boxes so far in the process. I checked that he lived in the state of Indiana and that he was male. And so his life expectancy was 86 and we're starting to go down the road of putting the plan together. And he just keeps having this look on his face. And I said, what is it? And he goes, nobody in my family's ever lived 86. Why are we putting a plan together for 86? I said, okay, I went back. We have one simpler tool that we have in that foundational. And I said, well, six questions. I said, do you have any of these things? He had three of the six dropped his life expectancy to 75. And I know this sounds weird, but his face and his, his whole appearance changed. He goes, that's way more realistic. Hmm. He goes, that is what I think my life is more likely to look like. And this was driving his decisions because now he's thinking to himself. I need to retire earlier, sooner, because I don't have another 25 years. I've got 15. And I want these 15 to be awesome for me and in my life and what I'm doing. And totally changed our entire planning approach when we brought in this health component to it.
1: But what if he does live to 82 <laughs> Will he be out of money?
2: No. And that's a great point because his wife's sitting next to him and her answers to those questions weren't the same as his. So her life expectancy is further down the road. So what we're talking about is how do we optimize? How do we get in the sweet spot of him retiring and being able to enjoy his life now, but not running out of money if his wife lives into her mid to late eighties? That's our balancing act, right? That's, but that's flourishing, right? Cause now we're data driven. We're not just emotionally driven. We're looking at real, tangible things that could happen to them. And we're talking about what are our trade offs? How do we get both of these things to happen? Right. And we don't know yet. It's not like we know exactly how long he's going to live. Or how long she's going to live for that matter. And even though she answered those questions differently, it might not work out that way. And I can tell you as many stories as you want about where it didn't come out the way we planned. But what happens there is now we're we're making these decisions from a foundation of information, of knowledge, and moving forward confidently about the choices that we're making. So now he's not going to be in a fight with his wife over whether or not he retires next year. She now understands why it's so important to him and why he wants to retire next year, even though he's younger, according to other things. And it's all because of this. And he was having a very hard time getting this feeling, this emotion that he had out to his wife. Mm. And so she was like, what are you nuts? You can't retire at 59. We got to keep working until we're 65 in order to get health insurance. But now, because we've brought this information out, we can attack that next piece, which is what are the things that are preventing you from retiring next year? What are the barriers? And we're working on them. They're tangible working. And so one of those next barriers is the other part that we look in this flourish phase is most people are scared to death of taxes. They don't understand taxes. They don't understand the tax code. Taxation is a black box to them. So what we do is we've we've developed a process where we actually download and take your current tax return, right? Whatever you had before you met us or if you're already working with us, And we look at it and we build a tax model so our clients understand what happens at certain levels of income, where that income comes from, and what that starts to do to their actual taxes that they will pay. And so we're we're not tax preparers, we're not CPAs, but we're analytical about the tax piece of the puzzle so that once again, we're not scared or making decisions that are because, oh, we're going to pay all these taxes. We can't do that. Um, no, No, you're not you're going to pay the taxes you should pay based on the income that you have. We can control to a certain extent the income that you have because of that magical little nine box thing that I was talking about earlier, because some of the money is going to come from taxable accounts already. We don't pay additional taxes if we take income from there. Some of it's going to come from Social Security. Some of it's going to come from pensions. Some of it will come from IRA distributions. Some of it could come from Roth or health savings accounts distributions, right? We got to mix all, all those things together for you, your unique situation, so that once again, we get what we want at the lowest tax level possible for what we're trying to accomplish. But then we got to plan that out over time. And and what, and what most people do is they do one snapshot and then they're done with it. And the answer is we got to look at that every year because the tax rules change all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's what we call flourish, right? We don't want to just go into this thing going, oh, here's my number, right? Well, how long do we think we're going to live and what's the quality of life as we age? That's massive. And we want to pay the right taxes as we go. And then we actually have a third level of service that we move into. And, and this is what we call as our future plan. And, and what we're doing with the future plan is once we have a foundation and we are flourishing and we know how we're going to live, what if there's leftovers, right? What if I'm not planning on consuming all of the money during the course of my lifetime? Now we've got to talk about what happens in the future when I'm not here, right? And uh, I, to be honest, this is my, I have to be very, very blunt about this. This is my least favorite thing to talk about right? Because what we're starting to talk about is, is, is passing away is death. And, um, and, and as you can see, I I typically have a bit of a lighthearted approach to life. Uh, I like to live my life with a little bit of a smile on my face and a little bit of a, of a bounce in my step. And I don't really like to talk about bad things. Mm -hmm. And um, for me personally, death is not a bad thing, right? There's uh, to me and my belief system, I I believe there's, there's uh, things after this life. So I don't fear this, but at the same time, I'm not my clients. And so bringing this up, it's very delicate for us. And what we want to do is be very respectful of people's belief systems of what's important to them and help them start to document what's going on. So one of the huge things in this for us is one, the toolkit, it brings in a new uh, financial planning suite of of software that we use to help us visualize and, and, and understand these things. Um, and, And we allow our clients to have access to that online and it creates a vault where we can actually store and retain key information to make this process easier to administer for our clients as they age. And there are key things that they need to do and we want them to do that. So once again, kind of three levels of service that we provide, we have this foundational process, which is really retirement income driven. Then the next level is that flourish part of things where we really dive into this health analysis and we also start to add the tax component to the puzzle. And then finally, that future planning is where we start to look at what happens when we're not here, what's going to happen when we leave this world.
1: So um, if at all possible, can you quickly tell me, I know this will be difficult for you. How much is all this going to cost me, Brett? Tell me.
2: <laughs> well, that is an excellent question, Wendy, and I will as quickly as the law will allow, which is a direct quote from one of my favorite shows in the '80s. If you didn't watch The Dukes of Hazard enough, you know you'll understand where that. Oh, I had from. to watch
1: that on Friday nights. I had a brother. <laughs>
2: yeah I had to watch The Dukes of Hazard. So I used to play with a lot of matchbox cars, trying to be Bo and Luke Duke sliding across the hood of invisible cars. My mama used to get mad as I would slide across the coffee table. See,
1: this isn't quickly at all, Brian.
2: It's as quickly though, because <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is that. In our industry, really, there's three components to what we do as financial advisors, and I think that's difficult for people to understand, so I'm going to break it down. Three parts. We have three different licenses, and each one of those things is governed by a different regulatory body. Ooh, all the fancy words, right? So in the advisory space, we have the Securities and Exchange Commission oversees what we do, so we can charge a fee for the planning service. And just like you would pay your account or your taxes, you're going to pay us a fee for the services we provide and render just those three areas I talked about. You can just pay us a fee. And depending on the scope of work, we'll set the fee. Okay. From that, though, typically our clients also want us to manage their assets and implement and execute the plan, not simply make it for them. So we have a bundled fee-based pricing that includes all of those financial servicing uh, and, and financial planning services I just mentioned, as well as managing their assets to execute towards that goal and plan. That is a bundled price, and it is based on the size of the portfolio and uh, and the the scope of work. So that is the most common way in which we get compensated is an advisory fee deducted directly from the assets that we manage to provide these services and manage the assets to the plan. Occasionally, we also still have a brokerage license, which is just exactly what you said. A broker gets paid a transaction compensation is a commission of some sort. We do not do that very frequently, but we are licensed in that space. Every once in a while, we will do a broker to transaction and we get paid based on the size of the transaction. And then that fee is, and that it's not a fee, it's actually a commission is disclosed at the time of the transaction. And then third and finally, we are licensed in insurance and insurance is regulated by the insurance industry. Most insurance in the United States is still a commission-based process because we are fiduciaries and we, always disclose conflicts of interest to our clients. If insurance solution is correct for our clients, we will disclose to our clients how we get compensated in that transaction because that varies by product line. And so once again, as fast as I can make it, three things that we're licensed to do, advisory services, brokerage services, and insurance services. And each one of those is compensated differently. So if anyone doesn't want to answer that question, it's typically because they're not fully licensed. And what we try to say is that if I just try to give you a a quick answer, I would be lying to you because it depends on what you need. And we get paid based on which of those three services you use.
1: So it's usually just one of those services or can it be a combination? Well, Are there times you need to do more than just the one?
2: Almost all of our clients usually need at least two of those services. Okay. okay? And most frequently, it is the advisory service and some form of insurance uh, work. And that's why we're licensed there. If our clients didn't need that, then we wouldn't maintain that license, right? Because it's expensive for us to maintain a license and all the continuing education requirements that are there to keep licenses in those areas. But we feel that that's what our clients need. So that's what we do.
1: Gotcha. Now I feel a little bad because you really did speed up quite a bit. And, and you know, I, I don't, you're not, you're not really yourself in, in that. So I will make sure that we have
2: plenty of time. Don't ever ask me regulatory questions if you don't want <laughs> regulatory answers.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't have an issue with the regulatory. It was the 15 minute answers that you give. No,
2: I'm just kidding. You know, I'm verbose. I'm very excited to be here. If you give me a microphone, I'm gonna hold it oh, and I'm gonna use it.
1: You make my job so easy, I've got to say. So, Brad, how can people get in touch with you?
2: Well, the first thing we still like to do once again is to have that interaction in that relationship. when it starts with that first contact. So you can reach us on our website. And I know it's a big, fancy website and name because I couldn't figure out how to buy one that was smaller. It's artisanwealthstrategies.com. And on there, you can find our phone numbers. And my email is brett at artisanwealthstrategies.com. And that's probably the fastest and best way to reach me. Um, And then from there, like I said, we'll schedule that initial consultation and, and go forward.
1: All right. Thank you, Brett. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share Handcrafting Your Retirement with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell.
0: Thank you for listening to Handcrafting Your Retirement. Visit our website at www.artisanwealthstrategies.com or give us a call at 317-660-2855. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC.